Welcome to the Workbrand Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and theworkbrand.com. Salutations and welcome to yet another edition of TV Talk here on theworkprint.com or on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, the ever-inimitable Robert Jake Jeske, and I'm flanked by my co-host, Norton. And today we are recapping the and reviewing the penultimate episode of Kevin Can Fuck Himself on AMC. The so problem. we're the problem titled the problem, which the I guess technically I the solution I would imagine would be the last episode because the the before this episode the title was the machine. Oh so yeah. So the machine, the problem, the solution, maybe. Maybe. Possibly. Who knows? So uh, we start off with Allison. Apparently, she's having trouble sleeping. Kevin is still in his own world. Does not know or even is aware that uh, Neil is quote-unquote best buddy is missing. Yeah, Kevin's a little uh, concerned about Neil. And the thing is that there's something keeping Allison up. It's uh, it's just something that she can't, she just simply cannot shake. Uh, I kind of liken it, in a sense, to the Sword of Damocles. It's just hanging above her head, and it's just a matter, a matter of time before just somebody cuts that rope. Yeah, it's the whole telltale heart. You know, mm-hmm. She's desperately afraid that Neil is going to say something. She was desperately afraid that Nick was going to wake up and tell everybody, mm-hmm. and now she's afraid of Neil. Yeah, because he's busted out of jail, obviously. Let by, him bust, oh, sorry. Yeah, by, yes, by he the, gets bailed out of jail With the help by of Diane. Uh, by Diane. And so, obviously, with this, he's not feeling right. He's going on a bender. And so he's been drinking heavily all around town. I feel like they do a lot of death teasing for Neil, and we're, yeah. just, we're still not seeing a dead Neil, so mm-hmm. I'm really hoping the final episode gives us somebody dead. I think so, and I'll Somebody's get to that. Somebody's got to die. I'll get to that uh, in a little bit. Uh, the thing is that with the previous episode, and like it's been alluding towards that up until this point, the confrontation... There will be a confrontation between Patty and Allison. And not Patty and Allison. Patty, Patty and Tammy with the footage that Tammy has. We know that Tammy has yet to show it to anybody else outside of Allison. But... Well, I mean, Tammy already confronts Patty in this episode with the footage. I was going to say, I mean, that does happen. And then she kind of confronts... Allison about it too, even though mm-hmm. she doesn't have proof that Allison is there. But I mean, she also has her own side mission, which is to catch an arsonist. That arsonist, obviously, being Kevin from a couple of episodes ago with the blackout. Yes, Kevin caused the blackout, and now Allison has decided that because Tammy is her problem, she's going to use the machine that is Kevin mm-hmm. to take care of her problem. So she feeds Kevin a line about Tammy, about how, like, oh, you know, Tammy's really good at her job, and you should probably look out if she's looking for the arsonist. You know, you got to be careful there. Mm -hmm. And kind of hints to him that if she's so good in the ranks and she moved up so quickly, there must be some sort of skeleton in her closet. You would think. Which we know there is because Mm -hmm. Tammy even confesses to Patty about it. Or possibly to Allison. I don't even remember who she tells. (laughs) But uh, the thing is that this 
thing, this sword hanging over Allison's head happens to be Neil. And so these loose ends are starting to be tied up, I believe, and sort of come to sort of like an all roads lead to Rome type thing where everybody's going to meet in the middle. I'm thinking by it should happen next episode. It's the last episode. Uh, yeah. Uh, what, uh, the thing is that with Kevin, now Kevin's trying to throw his scent off of, uh, like, try, try, trying to... He's trying to get Tammy to focus on Yeah, he's trying to throw the scent off of uh, himself. Arson. And he does plug uh, a quote-unquote neighbor, a foreign neighbor, to just sort of have her go that that way. Which Tammy doesn't bite. No, Tammy doesn't bite because she has already profiled. She's a detective. She knows the type of per person that she's going after. And she does say that this arsonist is of low intelligence. Um, she says craves something. Attention. Craves attention. Basically Loner. everything that Kevin is. So he does take a little bit of umbrage with. I mean, the weird thing is they're they're kind of using the term arsonist here. But in all good honesty, like there's been one blackout. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah, like one fire. You don't use the term arsonist for one fire. No, if there's that's a pattern like, of fire, well, sure, yeah, that's true. That's like serial that's killer. I mean, if you just murder one person, that doesn't make you yeah, a serial killer. Yeah, it doesn't killer. make you a serial killer. But again, I guess that's like partly where you get mm -hmm. the sitcom aspect of it because yeah. it's like, oh, you just need one instance to make it an arsonist, and it's like it's not an arsonist. Yeah, we also do see Diane and Allison at some point, sort of confronting Diane, telling Diane that. Um, because initially... Are you thinking in, of Patty? No. Because Patty talks to Diane. I don't remember... No, this is... Oh, I'm kind so of getting yeah. ahead of myself. But the thing is... We're not we going do, in order this yeah, episode. That's all right. Our brains are a little fried a little right fried. now. But uh, in the beginning, we do see Neil. He's in the bar. And he sort of says, I have a... Do you want to hear a story? Yeah. A crazy so story. Basically, so. the whole episode revolves around the fact that nobody can find Neil. Mm -hmm. That Neil, Diane bailed Neil out at the end of the last episode, mm -hmm. and we assumed that they went off together okay because he said he wasn't okay, so maybe, you know, he was going to spend time with Diane mm -hmm. and get better, but apparently he just decided to go on a bender. Because that's what Neil does. And Diane has tried to look for him and mm -hmm. failed, so she kind of gave up. And then Allison is running around trying to find him, mm -hmm. which is when she finds out that Neil told Diane mm -hmm. about... What All of this stuff, and Diane can't believe it. Diane and doesn't believe it that's because a, he's drunk. He's drunk, and he's Neil too. And he's that, Neil. The thing is that there is kind of a central sky running throughout the episode with the people that Neil possibly has told, which is they don't believe him. Nobody believes him. And this is to technically Allison's benefit yeah. because I was going to jinx, but I'm not going to because it's a podcast. <laughs> you very much want to. I but uh, but the thing is because at towards the end. When Allison does a favor for Neil, that favor being to get on his good side, to sidle up next to him just because she knows Neil's dangerous. He could fly off the handle. Uh, I mean, he's just a big, imposing person to begin with. Uh, I mean, it doesn't help that he's a raging alcoholic. No, it doesn't. And but he's not necessarily the best drunk. Uh, so, I mean, well, anything the sitcom world. that she can do to curry, like, favor with him. She's going to try to do, and this includes going back Neil's request to go back to the uh, ice skating rink. Yeah, so there's a point in the show where Allison talks to Kevin briefly mm. about where Neil might be. Kevin suggests a bar that he goes to to play Keno when he's when down he's or drunk, blitzed. 
And so Allison goes to the bar and there's Neil. Mm -hmm. And she has a bit of a talk to Neil. Neil is pretty much very much hostile to her, doesn't really want anything to do with her. But then he decides, I want you to do me a favor. Mm -hmm. So she drives him to the ice skating rink. He Mm -hmm. goes in. She calls Patty to let Patty know that she found him and she's going to try and bring him home. Mm-hmm. He comes back and expresses frustration at the fact that they're still banned. Mm-hmm. Allison asks him what the hell's going on, finds out about the ban and says, all right, let me take care of this. So but she yeah, goes, so she and it's kind Kevin. of an interesting scene because it almost makes it seem like Allison is Neil's mother. Like the way she treats him is very yeah. much like the way a mother would treat a son. I could see that. So she gets him out of the car, they go inside, and then... Allison goes and throws Kevin's name around because apparently, again, Kevin is the center of all in this yeah, town. Yeah, and apparently uh, Kevin knows he knows everybody. the Zamboni driver. He knows the Zamboni driver. driver. Uh, so luckily he gets, by using Kevin's name, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I'm assuming getting Kevin somewhat involved, uh, yeah. that's what it sounds like at least, mm-hmm. she manages to get Neil and Patty, by association, unbanned. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that this was more for Patty than Neil himself. Well, I yeah. Believe, so because... when they, well, Neil even says, yeah, like when they get back to the car, Allison's kind of mad because Neil doesn't thank her and mm-hmm. doesn't really show any gratitude. And so she's like, I don't understand why you're still mad. Mm-hmm. Like I did this, you were complaining about this, and Neil's like, Well, I did it more for Patty because she likes to go there on her birthday. Yeah, I mean, he does bring up an interesting point though to her in this. I do remember that he. The thing is that he knows that Allison's bad for Patty because, I mean, Patty would have never hurt anybody before she met Allison. Well, he believes that Allison is bad for Patty. He doesn't know about the guy that she hit with the pills. No, not, yeah, but I'm saying she's, no, I'm talking about because Patty hit her brother. Patty's not a violent person. I mean, I assume they've had fights before. Probably. Technically, I think that he's just saying this because... If you'll remember again in the first season with Patty, Patty is pretty much their punching bag. Mm. So whereas Neil later becomes the punching bag because Patty's not around and even yeah. the father takes the place of the punching bag, in the beginning it's all Patty taking the hits. Yeah. And so Neil kind of enjoyed the idea of like he had a hierarchy he mm. understood. And now that Allison has given Patty a sense of self actualization in the mm. least amount of terms. He doesn't like it, and he feels like that's you know that she's affecting Patty in a bad way. But he also, I think, uh, oppositely says though before Patty met Allison, she was into some shady shit as well. So I mean, Allison, I think he was trying to express tempers her, even though I mean she might be a bad influence in certain uh, certain situations and circumstances. It seems as though like he doesn't hate Allison. Uh, I don't know what you were watching. He definitely doesn't like Allison and I don't, he doesn't but, say anything nice but, about her. But the thing all. is that Allison's the one who defends herself. But I don't think he hates her though. I mean, I think he's not he a fan, but does not like her and he basically blames her for everything bad that happens ever since she came into their lives. Yeah, he literally but, says it. But I mean, he also knows that like I don't remember that at all. Like him saying anything good about her never happened. Mm, he literally no, it, blames her for turning Patty into who she is. I mean, maybe I was just reading a little bit too into it. I don't. Yeah, I think you were like making up a scene because he literally tells no, I mean, Allison I didn't... that Patty is a different person because of her and a worse person. And that's when Allison tries to defend Patty and say, "No, like she's not a bad person because of me. Like she's just more of 
who she is because mm. of me. Like I'm, I'm the one who helps her become a little bit more independent and fight back a little more. Yeah. I mean, that is not her exact words because I no. know that's what she should have said. Yeah. But I do know that she basically tries. She tries to have this argument with with Neil about how Patty is kind of better with her around, but mm. Neil doesn't want to hear it. So she, I think, just gives it up. Yeah. She's like, fuck it, I don't care. Mm. But that's when Neil, you know, comes out and says, like, both of, like, you've ruined my life and you've ruined Patty's life ever since you came into it. Yeah. And that's when I think uh, Allison possibly has the idea that, because Neil says to her at the very end of everything, he says, like, you know, you're worried that I'm going to tell people. I've told everybody. I told Kevin. He laughed at me when I said it. Like, mm. I'm not a problem for you. And that's when he turns around and says, but you're a problem. Like, you're the one that's the problem. You're the one that's causing all this harm and doing all this damage. And I think it's the first time that Allison might actually take to heart something that is told negative to her from somebody that she might not necessarily respect. Yeah. Because it's after this scene with Neil that later on she decides that in order to help Patty, she kind of sacrifices herself in a weird way. Yeah. I mean, still gives herself exactly what she needs and wants, but also doesn't necessarily debase herself to Kevin's level either, which we'll get to, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what else. So after the confrontation with Neil, uh, Allison goes back to the house, and then that's when Kevin confronts her with the affidavit with the evidence and says mm. like oh you were right all you have to do is sign this affidavit saying you saw things that maybe you didn't see and he's you know he basically coaxes he tries to coax her into forgery or not perjury basically mm. i mean i don't know just lying i don't i know yeah. perjury is a legal thing but anyway um so she the most interesting part of this is that when he leaves her alone with the affidavit that she has to sign, he goes into the kitchen. And normally in the show, whenever he leaves the room, instant non-sitcom, yeah. instant real world. But it does linger instance, for like a, I noticed that until she drops the affidavit. Yeah, she as long as she holds that affidavit and considers doing Kevin's yeah or going along with Kevin's plan, mm-hmm. it's sitcom mode. Yeah, that's as why. As soon as she gets like her mind right and drops the affidavit, mm-hmm. then it switches. She runs over to Patty's. She's about to tell Patty about what happened, but then Patty confides in her that Tammy showed her the video, said she knows about the Vermont thing. She doesn't know exactly what happened, but she yeah. knows there's things, and she's going to have to investigate, and they mm-hmm. can't move in together, and this whole fucking avalanche basically yeah. comes down. I mean, the thing is that with... And Patty is genuinely afraid, and that's when Allison says, I'll fix it. With sitcom world, now that we're dealing with the rules being broken a little bit i mean obviously with kevin exiting and still it being in sitcom world i think things are sort of clashing i think because this is the penultimate episode everything has to be thrown to the wall whatever Uh, sticks sticks but i mean because if you're gonna like basically implode the entire universe of this show itself then you got to show chinks in the armor and cracks in the armor and all those things where like certain things now can meld who knows what rules apply well i mean i think the only reason that sitcom world sort of bent a little was because again allison was considering the road of kevin 
Mm. And as long as anyone goes down Kevin's road, that's where they live. I think that's yeah. why the father kind of permanently lives in sitcom world, because he's willing to kind of go along with his son for the most part. Yeah. That's why Neil lived in sitcom world for the long time, mm-hmm. because he was willing to go with whatever Kevin. And if you'll notice, any time that Neil is around Kevin and kind of agrees to go with him, he's in sitcom world. Except for this particular instance where Neil is relatively hostile towards Kevin. The father's yeah. relatively hostile towards Kevin, but we're still in sitcom world. Yeah. And much like the blackout where everyone sort of starts to kind of close in on Kevin, he's bailed out by sitcom miracle. In the blackout's case, the power came on. Yeah. In this case, the cops show up. Mm-hmm. So the cops appear. This is when Kevin is wants to go down to the station and basically report Tammy is a bad cop. So now the cops appear at his house and he finds out that Allison has gone missing. Mm. Yeah. Patty comes over and also asks where Allison is. And that's when uh, Kevin says that, oh, she went on one of her like highfalutin walks or something. And I think the father says like a hike. And he's like, yeah, that's the one. Uh, then the cops come. So it might be Patty comes over first and looks for Alice and then yeah, the cops Yeah, I mean, they up. do have them. either way. They do have, because it, as if they weren't doing this throughout the entire series, which they were. But they do have another moment, Patty and Allison, where it's poignant and you could see that there's a deeper connection, especially with them admitting that they're criminals. But Patty is kind of somber. Because she's like, yeah, that's true, but it's not going to matter to you anyway. You're going to be gone soon. And you could see that she's legitimately sad that her friend is... Yeah, that was a weird moment for me because it was like... So Patty is trying to kind of go along the lines of where everybody was, where Allison's plan was, which was basically to leave. And whereas Allison told Sam that she decided to stay, Mm -hmm. she's kind of been delaying telling... Patty, because she's afraid if she tells Patty, then Patty won't help her. Yeah. Which is very Kevin of her. Yeah. No, that's uh, true. But I then mean, she does tell Patty, and Patty just kind of like pivots and goes with it. Yeah. Like there's no anger on her part. No. She's not, you know, like, oh, I can't believe this shit. Like, how do you change your mind? I mean, You've her, got all this plans. The funny thing is, like, her end game, like, especially when she's talking to Sam, her end game is something that she's about to get freedom, but she's also telling Sam that Tammy is a reason why she's staying. I mean, technically, I think Patty's more of the reason why she's staying than anything else. What uh, do you mean the reason why she was staying? She did say that, like, there, because she doesn't want to leave. She wants to stay in Worcester. She does say, like, she does admit. Yeah, I know. Yeah, That's but she's saying. saying that Tammy is the reason for her doing that. She doesn't say Patty, but I believe that. What do you that. mean, Tammy? Why would she stay for Tammy? Because she still has to take care of this problem. This no, is, no, 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 no. She decides to stay in Worcester, mm-hmm. like to not leave at all. Yeah, it has nothing to do with Tammy. I want to say is that she. a problem she has to solve. But I want to say that she had sort of not even alluded. She said something to the effect of maybe she was using it as an excuse. No, but because I remember no. her mentioning Tammy. No, no, no. She tells Sam that she decides to stay, and then Sam is like, "Well, now Tammy's going to be a problem if you decide to stay, because now she's probably going to investigate." And that's when Allison says, well, I know what to do with my problems. Mm, And that's the episode where she's been testing the machine, i.e. Kevin. Mm. So now in this episode, we see her once again at the beginning of the episode set up Kevin to go after Tammy. So Mm. she sets the machine in motion. Now, she, by the end of the episode, 
weirdly goes back on all of the things that she said and instead of taking Kevin's road and burying Tammy by her own sword she decides I'm just going to go through with the original plan and disappear yeah she does leave a note um, she leaves for, a note with Sam yeah. for Patty mm -hmm. because Patty goes immediately to Sam's when she finds out Allison is gone and then we cut to Allison in Maine looking at a house yeah. And saying that, you know, the, the realtor is like, oh, what are you going to do here? And she's like, sleep. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. And the preview for the next episode is clearly hinting at the fact that people have come looking for her. Yeah. Whether it's Kevin, Neil, Patty, we don't know exactly who it is. We're assuming it's going to be Kevin because obviously we've been told that Kevin is uh, a bit dogged when it comes to people leaving him. Although, ironically, he doesn't seem to give a shit about Neil. Uh, well, I do find that interesting. And I still want to see someone die by the end of I this, mean, the, but I'm guessing they're not going to kill anyone. The thing is that for a brief moment, I thought by the end of the episode, which would have been a big pivot, that uh, Allison actually killed herself. Just I know it's very uncharacteristic of her, but I was expecting something huge to bring us into the finale. Oh, no. But, she would never do that. But that's why I said it's uncharacteristic, but I think that would have put a whole spin like it would have knocked everything completely off no off what i was looking forward to was neil being dead and then that kind of setting patty and allison at odds because if you'll notice again patty's main concern is for the location of her brother throughout the episode she's genuinely worried about him yeah. because again he drinks she even goes to diane and has a whole conversation with diane about the fact that like this is what neil does like he goes on benders and then he you know hopefully he comes home and he's okay yeah but well i and mean even diane you get the idea that diane has obviously deep feelings for him but he's all she's also very guarded she's guarded but, but allison doesn't give a shit about Neil's well-being. Allison only wants to find him to make sure he shuts up. Yeah. So I have a feeling that, like, that dichotomy is basically the way that Kevin treats Neil is the way that Allison treats Patty. Yeah. And the funny thing is that Allison and Patty don't exist in sitcom world yet. No. So I'm wondering if the end of this show is going to be Allison and Patty in sitcom world because now Allison has become Kevin and Patty has become yeah. Neil. I mean, if it's a role reversal, that would be interesting. Because you have to imagine, like... I'm, well, actually, I was going to say maybe Kevin didn't start out in sitcom world, but obviously he does. We, we see the little uh, flashback to how they met. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the thing is that... I mean, A, sleeplessness, that is, like, a big through line throughout the entire episode. Insomnia. Insomnia. Uh, B, obviously with Neil just being all out of sorts and people being against Kevin, it's sort of like, it doesn't matter. I guess hopelessness as well is a, like a, a through line because even at some point when Kevin, conf uh, with uh, Neil confronts uh, Allison, he says like, I've told everybody I've told, I think he told Peter, I think. He told two kids he met on a bus he, he told, told Diane, obviously. People at the bar. He told Diane. And he, he told Kevin. Well, that's the thing. He also reiterates. He's like, I've even, I even told Kevin, and he just laughed in my face. He yeah. didn't believe me. So he knows his place in the world, I believe. And it's just to be, I guess, the fellow town drunk, if you will, because like 
in a sense, like metaphorically speaking, because in a sense, nobody believes a town drunk, no matter what they say, because they just write him off as the town drunk. No, that's true. I mean, it doesn't help that every time he tells people he's been drinking. Well, yeah. Well, except for Kevin. No. Kevin is the interesting situation because Neil wasn't drunk when he talked to Kevin. No. Neil was, this was after the accident. He goes there, he's kind of traumatized, and he tells Kevin. And Kevin laughs it off. Mm -hmm. But every other instance, he tells people when he's not sober. So it's like, of course they're not going to believe you. Like yeah. You're telling them this ridiculous story while you're inebriated. No. Like, it's not going to help you. But, I mean, Kevin's an asshole. Yeah. I'll give you that. I mean, in being pissed at Allison, he even says, like, I'm nobody. I'm not a problem. You should, why are you even worried about me? I mean, nobody else yeah. is worried about what I'm saying. Which is, again, why I think they're doing a lot of death teasing for Neil. Like, he's either going to commit suicide. I think. Like, murder someone. I think he's personally. Die. I could see him committing suicide, 100%. I could, I, possibly, but I, for some reason, I guess because of just the want for justice of some sort, um, even though the universe itself is just chaotic, I believe that a fitting ending, because we see him, we see that he's getting more and more aggressive, is he's going to kill Kevin. I could see him actually killing Kevin, because he seems like this powder keg that's just... Each episode, he's... Getting worse more, worse. yeah, more no, shit sprayed right. in his face, and somebody could only take that for so long. I agree. Being I such a big, that. imposing guy, too, he could yeah. easily take Kevin out. Oh, easily, yeah. No, I mean, it would be interesting if Neil kills Kevin, and thereby kind of saves Alice in the trouble in a weird way. But then, in that case, if that were the case, like, how do they? And this is obviously something we'll find out next episode. But how does sitcom world play into it? Do they end on sitcom world? Do they end in the real world? That's what I'm kind of curious about. How will it all be brought full, full circle? Well, you know what would be cool? I don't know if they'll do it, but the if Neil, like let's say your, your extreme outcome happens. Neil mm -hmm. buys a gun, goes to Kevin. I don't think it's going to be with a gun. I think let's, be... just, let's just go with this. Okay. Let's assume it's a gun because, again, he is a white male alcoholic they mm. tend to be gun people uh just i mean criminally speaking like that's mm. how most white males get out their aggression so this is a felt alone uh abandoned you know downtrodden white male who has been drinking a shit ton goes buys a gun and confronts he can't confront allison now because she's gone mm. He doesn't want to hurt his sister because deep down he loves his sister he doesn't want to hurt diane because deep down he loves diane if he finally comes to grips with the fact that Kevin is the real cause of a lot of his problems and he mm. goes to Kevin's house, let's say it starts in sitcom world, him showing up with the gun, him sort of waving it around, them sort of making weird, uncomfortable jokes. I feel like the, the only way that it would work is as soon as he fires the gun mm. and it hits Kevin and Kevin drops, sitcom world's gone. Mm -hmm. Like it goes oh, yeah. right to real world. No, it have to. Because... And then you have either they're, they're like you either see the police things in the background and that's the end of it or something else happens. But once Kevin dies, that's the end of sitcom world. No, that's what I'm saying. I mean, the weird thing is, though, if what you're saying could be a thing where now Allison and Patty are the new Kevin and Neil, then they would be in their own sitcom world in that case so now so i mean do they end that's my big well, question the, the kind of the funny thing would happen so let's say neil does kill kevin right we yeah. go we still go on your ending now allison doesn't have to be pretend to be dead anymore 
Mm-hmm. So she could come back either as Gertrude Franch or as herself, however she wants to do it. Mm. And like you said, she comes back. Now all of a sudden maybe she sits in the living room and it's sitcom world because she's free. And then Patty comes in and it's sitcom world. Could but then be. when Patty leaves, it's real world. Yeah. And now we've realized that Allison is now Kevin. I mean, I think that the makes the most sense. Passed. No, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I would feel more of a completion that more than anything else if it were something to that effect because sitcom world itself is a very big part of the series it's half of the series for Mm. the most part so if they just ended on real world it would seem to me okay that could be one of those things where life goes on reality goes on everybody lives their very morally ambiguous lives i suppose Mm. you could say um but then it would seem as though sitcom world was for naught. So I would think if they tied it around, sort of put like a nice little bow tie on it and say, okay, we're going back to sitcom world. The process repeats, rinse, wash, repeat, mm. that sort of thing. Uh, then that would make a lot more sense. I to agree. Me. So I'm kind of curious. Uh, I mean, there's only been one death. Or has, has there been been any deaths? Like no, actual? No, because Nick didn't die. Yeah. Nick wound up in a coma. And the guy from Vermont was just hit over the head. He wasn't killed, right? Actually, we don't know if he's dead. Okay. That one we don't know. And Tammy doesn't say. Mm. She only says assaulted. Yeah. So my guess okay. is he's alive. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I would feel slightly better if there was a little bit of justice in this i mean if you're going to come up with such a highbrow concept uh, of like sitcom world real world and everything like that then i would think you want to end it on that same premise putting sitcom world somewhere in the future i mean so in terms of probably unrealistic endings but maybe more satisfying endings would be what if, like you said, we see sitcom world evolve? Mm-hmm. And now Allison and Patty are in sitcom world, but it's not Neil and Kevin relationship. Yeah. Maybe it's I mean, an actual be... respectful, happy relationship, and you have an open lesbian relationship in a sitcom which normally doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the... You have a single woman. The vibes I've been getting from this last episode, um, and even the episode slightly, uh, slightly more... Um, before is because there's also the the, my theory which I don't think is going to come true that uh, Patty secretly deeply has feelings for Allison no which you need to get over that no no I'm saying because it's probably not a realistic thing that will happen next episode I get very big Thelma and Louise vibes because they weren't lovers as far as I remember they were just partners and so they go, like ride out into the sunset. I hate that women or can't have like strong friendships canyon. in media, and yeah. everybody just assumes it's a lesbian thing. And it's like, no, yeah. you can love another woman platonically and not have it turn into a thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's just bromance, but for girls. Like why do why do men get bromance and women get? Oh, you're lesbians. It's like we're not lesbians. No, I just love my girlfriend. I'm allowed to do that. No, I mean my I, girlfriend. The like, only you know I mean. reason I was just that was I was theorizing about that, like even a while back, is because I could see somebody if they're not. I mean, clearly Tammy is comfortable now with her sexuality, even if it's with Tammy. You mean Patty? Pat, 
Yes. I mean, I will give you that Patty might have some unrequited love in there for mm-hmm. Allison, but I don't think it's sincere enough to be like no, that no, level no, of painfulness. I, no, I totally get that, and that's more realistic per se in what might be the ending. It's just one of those things where I could see somebody being very conflicted and especially like early on in the in the series itself she was very standoffish with uh, Allison and I could see people in the real world um, secret like almost kind of like and I'd hate to bring it to this this pop culture reference but almost like a Helga with Arnold where like Helga, oh, like she pretends not to like him, yeah. but secretly she has a shrine. Yeah, because I mean, technically, I mean, I wouldn't go as far as shrine and Helga level craziness, but I could see people in the real world because the real world is not black and white; it's gray. Sort of trying to come to grips with their own feelings and their own internal a gauge of how to approach somebody that they may actually like. They might just take a very immature way of handling it. I mean, season one deals with Patty's sexuality in a very clear-cut way, which is basically that she kind of, once Allison wakes her up, she kind of decides, like, she deserves to live a life that she wants to live. Mm -hmm. And that's why she gets rid of her current boyfriend or possible fiancé. I forget what he is exactly. I think they're fianced. Affianced. Affianced. But she gets rid of him because she realizes, like, this isn't what she wants. This isn't the relationship that she wants. And she even mentions, I think, either in the second season, somewhere in the second season, I believe, early, she mentions about, like, in college she had, Mm. like, you know, been with women before. So it's not like this is new for her, per se. But I think because Allison gives her that freedom of you can be yourself instead of being what Kevin and Neil Mm -hmm. expect you to be, what sitcom world expects you to be. Then you can, you know, drop your boyfriend and stop pretending that you're, you know, in the heterosexual relationship that you want to be in. Uh, and lastly, like now, and I just thought of this, which would be an interesting ending. I guess another possible ending, which would be, in a sense, a lot more poetic, um, if you will. Um, a lot more artsy, I will say. Uh, but it would be, I guess you could say, poetic justice if the solution is that Kevin tries to fix whatever situation might be in the next episode, big situation, ends up killing himself. If technically because he's the problem to everything, he could be the solution to his own problems, which is, I mean, that's more of kind of like an ironic type of ending, which I don't know if that would work. I mean, I don't see it being possible except for the idea that you do read about kind of these weird, wacky deaths sometimes in the mm. news. So you could kind of pull it off. Yeah, that'd be dramatic irony, but I don't... But I don't know that they would go that route. No. I mean, again, up until the next episode, we can only surmise of what will be. But the one thing I can assure you and the audience is that you personally will be very happy that it's done. Oh, yeah. No, I'm... I'm this last episode was like, oh my god, why am I watching this shit? See, to me it flew by, but maybe it flew by, and I only watched it the once. I did. I only retained like a certain amount of it as well. Same here. But again, and personally, I want to just put it out there that it's not me it's say, speaking <laughs> ill of the show itself, because I do like the show. Yes, I think that um, its cracks begin to show a little bit more with this season because you see what could have been last season 
like in like yeah, a moving like, along you know, type Neil of would way. Have been a whole season. Yeah. Like Neil's evolution would have been a whole season just like Patty's was. Mm-hmm. My theory was that they were going to take a couple seasons to basically wake up everyone in Kevin's life. Yeah. And then the final season mm-hmm. would have been either wake Kevin up or kill Kevin. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. Kevin has to die. Yeah. I mean the thing is that's why when you create a show, I mean the the biggest thing to do is to have a bible to actually know no matter how many seasons you are going to go, because it's not guaranteed. You can no, be canceled yeah, after one season. It's never guaranteed. But you want your Bible, and that's got to be the strongest thing. That's what gets shows sold, because that basically tells the producers and the studios that are putting up the money to fund your dream of, like, this is the beginning, this is the middle, and this is what I want as the end. So it's already predetermined. It's not like Lost, where obviously they had... A pretty solid first season but then after that just things went off the rails because the writers room didn't even know what they were doing mm, yeah lost was uh lost is the great example of like you should know what the fuck you're doing but this seems to at least this second and last season uh seems to have really found its footing and know exactly where it wants to go so i trust the creator of uh this series to at least redeem itself maybe even in your eyes nope no unless they kill neil i'm 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 not here unless like lots of people die i want fucking allison dead i want neil dead and i want kevin i mean i think it's already bleak if all these people yeah well i think it's already bleak if neil kills kevin which again i think would be the most just um but if neil goes ape shit and actually goes on a killing spree that would be that would make sense in a sense um, if you just laid waste to everybody, but it wouldn't make sense in the dra- the dramedy aspect of the entire thing. That just makes it straight drama. Yeah, it's not very funny, so it kind of works. I don't know. I still consider this a dramedy. I mean, it has its funny moments. Uh, it's not yeah, completely. Yeah, they're the sitcom moments. They're the only good part of that whole fucking show. Which is funny because I always hated. I mean. Not the sitcom world. I just hated the jokes, but and I, love I the still, jokes. I still think, and I think you agree with me that they're purposefully either dad jokes or just very crass jokes. Like, well, they're lo- perfect low hanging fruit it's, jokes. Again, it's the sitcoms that they're trying to go for are basically like your Kevin James, mm-hmm. your Big Bang Theory. Like, they're not the most intelligent jokes. No, they're basically like anyone will laugh at these, especially like reductive men who are watching this and going oh but, i mean that's so why like i i and i've said it before i believe um, that it's for. a treatise on the i mean usually when somebody does something like that like being a satire they really don't like the genre i mean they're doing it for a very specific reason so i mean i don't know if the creator is just totally against that genre and she's like you know what i'm going to make a television series to point out the glaring facts that these sitcoms suck that's what i always thought her intention was by putting it through that medium it could be because i mean look at again like it's the whole and it's only network um sitcoms like your cbs not abc so much but cbs definitely still has laugh tracks i think you said once that you didn't really notice that i don't notice them i never notice them but that's the whole like 10 jokes per page because it's a numbers game it's a percentage game which means that 10 jokes per page if three of them land then your script is considered solid so i think that's what they were doing with the these corny jokes because it's kind of like they came up with so many of them and they're very cringe and worthy and eye-rolling 
but mm. I, I guess we'll see. I mean, again, I'd hate to say it, but all personally, I think good things come must come to an end, and all things in general must come to an end, regardless yeah. of quality. I was gonna say, not everything. I mean, tell that to uh, Robert Gavin, the Ooh. dude, the dude from Sandman who wished to live forever. That's not, he's not a real person. I'm, I'm saying helpful. certain things might not have yeah, to come okay. to an end. Yeah, okay. If you live in magical Neil Gaiman novels, then sure, yeah. things don't come to an end. I'm pretty sure if he asked death for death, she'd give it to him. Uh, well, doesn't like she come or like doesn't Sandman go to him every year and yeah, ask him if he wants every to die? Years. And he's like, Nah, I'm good. No, even at his worst, because his whole thing is like, and we're getting just very slightly off topic. Slightly off topic, but. Uh, but he does say, like, uh, you don't know how much it sucks to be hungry but not be able to die. So, I mean, he was suffering then, but then, obviously, Morpheus asked him, like, would you like to die now? And he's like, no. No, that's just, that's silly. I have everything to live for. So it's like, no. As far as I know, he's still alive in Sandman world. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that is our takeaway, our very disjointed mm. takeaway from this. I mean, we're never going to agree on this show, so... No, that's fine. That's fine. Again, that's why this is a little bit more interesting, ha- having your uh, point of view on this whole thing. So, uh, is Norton out? Norton's out. All right. Kajowski's out as well, and we will see you for the finale.